Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cave of the Cross Apologetics. I'm Patrick. I'm Tony. And no book today. That's because we're doing one of our uh, great interviews. Again, always can't uh, believe the people that we interact with. Uh, when people you tell people that you have a podcast, they kind of come on. That's really neat. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. And uh, uh, today we welcome um, someone who you might have interacted with when, when you had one of those questions in your mind, which was like, well, what is baptismal regeneration? Or what does it mean to be all things to all people? Or... Yeah. Where was Jesus for the three days in between his death and resurrection? Or why did God allow Sodom to have so many wives and concubines? Or, of course, I'm sure none of us have ever looked up end time stuff. So, you know, things like, what is the rapture? Will there be one? You, you might have been on this um, gentleman's website. And so uh, yeah. today we welcome uh, Shay Houdman, who, uh, after graduating from uh, Calvary University, he founded GotQuestions.org. So, Shay, we welcome you to the program. Thanks yeah, for coming. Welcome. Great. Thanks, Patrick. Thank you, Tony. It's yeah. great to be on your show. And uh, just just uh, so I, I I really didn't know either. Uh, you have a, a number of things in your network. You have Got Questions blog. You have Got Questions for Kids. You have 412 uh, for Teens, which is kind of the teenage ver- version of Got Questions. Uh, Seek and Find, a Christian search engine for biblical and theological research. Compelling Truth, presenting the truth of the Christian faith in a compelling, relevant, and practical way. And Bible Ref, which is kind of a, a free online Bible study site. Did we yeah. miss anything? I, I think you got them all, yeah. <laughs> I mean, gotquestions.org was the first site we launched. And so over the years, as we've seen new areas that we can maybe expand into, some, anywhere where we don't really see another ministry really meeting a need, we um, just kind of start something kind of as an expo- exploration and um, see if it sticks. That's great. Yeah. I, I didn't know whether or not to have questions for you because I thought you may, maybe you'd be sick. So we just like throw accusations at you and you might just <laughs> respond to them. Yeah, um, it's the end of my week, so I'm pretty much all questioned out. But, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, do you go home to your wife and she's like, well, what do you want for dinner? Like, well, hold no, on. I've, I've just been asked answering no so questions. many questions. Yeah. <laughs> you decide. Yeah. <laughs> Well, can, can you kind of tell us about the, uh, the journey, kind of starting from kind of your salvation period to, to getting into seminary? And then, um, uh, and I have to say, a, l- a lot of it's covered online. And I, I like even with, with uh, your about page, a lot of people just write, here's, here's about me. But you kind of have it in the got questions format. So I, I really enjoyed going through a lot of your, your back end stuff. But can you kind of um, provide kind of the overview before uh, we, we, you started the, the got the question site? Sure. Um... So I came to faith in Christ in my late teens. Um, I've been raised in kind of a Christian home. And my mom was a believer. My dad was a very moral, upright man, but he was a um, nominal Catholic, emphasis on the nominal. Um, my dad passed away when I was 16 of stomach cancer. And that what really um, was really traumatic for me. So... It, for a while, it made me very, very um, bitter towards God, but um, God eventually used that to um, open me up to questions about um, where I was going, what's my the status in my relationship with Christ. And my mom's brother was actually a pastor of a church out in Tennessee, and she invited him to come stay with us. I thought he was just there on vacation. Found out later he'd specifically come to evangelize my sister and I. So, um, he just asked if he could talk to us one evening and he started sharing the gospel with us. And I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember I peppered him with every question I could think of mainly to try to distract him. So you had questions, right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, 
but um, he just very patiently and carefully answered all the questions I had. And because he did that, um, I was more willing to listen to what he had to say. So he shared the gospel with me. And I'm not 100% sure if I accepted Christ written there, but shortly thereafter, a Christian friend of mine invited me to his youth group. And like many teenage boys, he invited me with the promise of um, pretty teenage girls being in the youth group. And that that was ultimately what got me there. But <laughs> youth pastor immediately took me under his wing, started um, both evangelizing and discipling me. And I remember one night after youth group, I... Um, no, I truly and fully understood the gospel. And it's that night next to my bed, I um, received Christ as my Savior. It may have been before then, but that's the moment I know I actually understood the gospel and had personally received Christ as Savior. So through the discipleship efforts of the youth pastor, um, eventually convinced me that um, God was calling me to full-time ministry of some sort. Um, so I went to um, Calvary Bible College. It's now Calvary University in Kansas City. And none of the degree programs really seem like the right fit for me. I mean, I'm a much better writer than I am a public speaker. The idea of giving a 45-minute monologue in front of people is somewhat terrifying <laughs> to me. Um, I joke that I don't like teenagers, so that eliminates youth ministry. Um, I have no musical talent, so there's worship ministry out the window. Um, so... All through Bible college, I, my degree was biblical studies, which is kind of the degree program you take if you don't know what you want to do. And graduated, still had no clue, went to seminary, got a master's degree in Christian theology, which is the master's program you take if you have no idea what you want to do. Um, but a few months after I received my master's from Calvary, my wife and I were praying, like, Lord, what would be what are you calling us to? What would be a ministry that would be a perfect fit for us? Um, the internet was just starting to be something that most people had in their homes. This, this was um, early, late 2001, early 2002. Um, High-speed internet was coming out, so the web was actually becoming usable without the terminally long <laughs> waits for anything cool to happen. Um, so late 2001, we actually launched a website. Hey, just create a website where people can come ask any questions that they have about the Bible and we'll provide an answer. Wow. But nothing really happened for a couple months. And there's like, <clears throat> maybe it'd be better if we had our own domain name. So at the time, the whole got milk, all the commercials were out there. It was like, how about got questions? I mean, it's, it communicates what we do. It's easy to remember and it's non-threatening. It's not <laughs> Jesus is the answer.com. Sort of thing. So um, launched that February of 2002 and, Within a couple of months, we were getting flooded with questions because there was such a huge need for it. Mm. At that time, a lot of ministries had a website, but it was nothing more than like an online brochure, basically. You couldn't actually do anything on their website. So the fact that we were, come ask us any question you have, um, really attracted a lot of people. And so um, we started talking to people at the Bible College with pastors. We knew, hey, here's what we're doing. Would you like to help? So started building up a team of volunteers to help us answer all the questions, started to get the same questions over and over again, so then start publishing the FAQs on the website. And so long story short, the last 18 years are the story of God taking what we thought was going to be a hobby, a cool little thing we did on the side, <laughs> and just to whatever real ministry God called us to, and taking that very little idea and exploding it into one of the most frequently visited 
Christian websites in the world. So it's awesome. It's amazing to see step-by-step how God has um, worked, how God has done far more than we could ask or imagine. Um, Tim, be the glory. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I think that's the the really cool thing about the internet is it's, it's give us more opportunities to, to, to find answers to, uh, you know, things with like logos, there's just, there's just so much that I think if you, if, if you kind of Bill and Ted pulled, you know, John Calvin out of time and stuck him in front of a computer, uh, you know, he'd probably cry as, as, and we just kind of take it for granted of, well, yeah, we, we have 22 Bible translations and, uh, 16 versions of the original Greek with high definition, uh, scans of, of, you know, things from the third century. <laughs> <laughs> how did how did uh, how did the the, the plan change? Uh, did, was it was it to to kind of have this 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 resource uh, that uh, that you wanted to, or or where where was kind of your initial um, idea for it? Well, the, at the very very beginning, it was a one page website with just a form where someone could submit a question. Okay, that was our initial idea, and then as I mentioned earlier. Um, well, we've already gotten this question 15 times. Maybe we should just go ahead and publish an article so people can get the answer instantly rather than having to wait for us. And so once we started um, publishing all the FAQs and doing good search engine optimization just by mistake, or just by sheer luck or divine sovereignty, depending on your perspective, um, the website started growing more and more. So more FAQs and eventually more languages. So yeah, the, Initial idea was really just ask us a question, we'll provide an answer. We had no idea all the different ways um, we'd be doing that. Great. So, so are most of the folks that are working with you, you kind of gather, as you mentioned, you kind of gathered them along the way and went to conferences and asked people and that sort of thing. Are they mostly volunteers? Is this paid staff now, or what's how, how how's it set up? I guess. So yeah. So we've. Um, the vast majority of people who actually answer the questions are volunteers. Hmm. The people, some of the people I contacted in the very, very beginning are still with us 18 years later. Wow. Over the years, we've had a bunch of people say, I love what you do. Is there any way that I could help? And so we developed a sort of an application process where we can kind of vet them to make sure, I mean, is this someone we want answering questions for us type of thing? You know, like you said, conferences, people I've met over the years who, um, pastors, um, seminary professors, um, theologians, at-home apologists, I mean, anyone and everyone. If you love the Lord, love to write, and want to help people find answers to their spiritual-related questions, well, God Questions is a great place for that sort of ministry. So this is, right now, um, we have around 250 volunteers. Mm. Let's answer all the questions we receive, and we now have um, 10 employees, um, seven full-time, three part-time. Um, if you would have asked me at the very beginning, if I would ever get a salary from this, I'd be like, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> the fact that we're now paying the salaries of 10 different people, I mean, blows my mind. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So a lot of contractors doing different types of jobs, translation work, videos, audios. So yeah, there's a, I guess there's at least 300 people who are, involved in producing content for the ministry yeah. in some fashion every week. And so it's continuing to grow then, or, I mean, mm-hmm. are, do you feel like you're being saturated, still being saturated with questions or? You would think that after 18 years <laughs> and 500,000 questions, we would have heard it all, but yeah. 
um, <laughs> you still occasionally get a question that's like, wow, I never actually thought of that before, or it's just different enough that nothing we have will actually adequately address it, or it's kind of the same question as this, but um, then when you get um, English second language questions, yeah. like I, clearly this person knows enough English to understand, but we need to take this answer and make it super, super simple so they can understand. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're still answering new questions. Um, you, like I said, you would think we've received everyone, but we get questions you never would have imagined. And we get questions that you never wish you had to imagine. <laughs> but, and you guys got into kind of YouTube early too, kind of the, the, the wild, wild west days of, of YouTube. I, I, I went back uh, because of course I'm a subscriber to the YouTube page as well. And, um, and the, the videos are really well polished. I want to see what did, what, what, how you guys started out, but you were, you were there like kind of right at the, the big, the big push for, for YouTube to come into to kind of common parlance. No, I mean, thank you for saying that. We probably wish we'd even started a little earlier. Um, we didn't realize how big searching for answers on YouTube was going to be. And once YouTube became the second most popular search engine in the world after Google, that's when you realize, wait a second, we've, we need to find a way to reach people who are searching there instead of on Google or Bing or Yahoo. Um, so yeah, um, so it's, we really ramped it up just three or four years ago. We had some videos before that, but um, a small amount, because we want to do something high quality. We don't want the videos to be cheesy or for someone to watch and not watch to the end of the video just because of the quality of it. So as I'm sure you guys understand, high quality video requires a pretty big budget. So <laughs> finally finding some individuals who could do videos of a good quality for an affordable price was kind of the thing holding us back for a while. But now we've got three guys who are doing, um, what I think are great videos, Absolutely. three different kind of formats. And um, our, our YouTube channel is um, growing like by leaps and bounds right now. That's great. Um, can you kind of take us the, through the process of answering these questions? Because you, you, you do say you have, you have so many people that, that answer the questions. I would think it'd be hard for all the different kind of disagreements that we might have. Uh, you know, the, I, I joke kind of about uh, the end times uh, of where, where you stand. And um, it, there, there's not a, a disagreement per, per se. Uh, there are some times where you bring in um, opposing views and say, you know, there's certain people that have this, this view. Um, uh, and I, I don't want to um, pigeonhole you into whatever, uh, um, you know, where you stand on Calvinism and Arminianism or, or what have you, but can you kind of take us through how you kind of vet people to, to have that, uh, you know, cohesiveness within in your site? Sure. Um, that's a great question. So when someone um, applies to be a writer, they have to indicate that they're in agreement with our statement of faith. Um, our statement of faith, it doesn't cover every possible issue, but it's extensive enough that if someone has some concerns, uh, we can address that ahead of time. Then we ask them to um, share their testimony with us and then also um, answer a test question. We usually pick something fairly difficult, but we really want to gauge both um, the writing ability, their theological depth, and their ability to combine those to actually answer a question in a quality way. So the vast majority of volunteers are turned away. Um, but then if they're approved, 
especially in the very beginning, their answers are reviewed very closely by a member of our editing team. Um, so, for example, we take, um, we're non-charismatic. So we're not anti-charismatic, but we're um, non-charismatic. We have several charismatics who write for us, um, but they can go through the process, and if they understand, we're not going to assign you any questions about the miraculous gifts of the Holy Spirit. In every other area, they're in full agreement with us, so we don't see a reason why they couldn't answer questions about the end times or Calvinism or daily Christian living if they just happen to disagree with us on a non-essential issue. Same thing with end times related stuff and other non-essentials of the faith. Um, the vast majority of our writers are in agreement with us on all of the key points, but we can't have writers who can only answer questions about Calvinism as if that's the only area they agree, because that's too limiting. But if they only disagree with us on the side issues, the non-essentials, we're more than happy to allow them to serve with us as long as they understand we can't let you answer questions in this area because that's where we disagree. I think that's amazing that you, you're a test model for showing that about 300 people of like-minded people who agree on the essentials can disagree in certain areas but still serve, yeah. serve the body of Christ. That's, yeah. that's awesome. It, yeah. It's not always gone perfectly, <laughs> as sure. you can imagine. Yeah. Um, but generally speaking, people understand. And um, I mean, some of our writers, some of our very best writers are ones that don't, just, don't agree with us on a certain issue, but um, they contribute to the ministry in amazing ways. That's great. So do you, have you, what kinds of uh, trends have you seen over the years in terms of questions that you're getting and, and that sort of thing? Are they, you know, how, how, would, you, how would you characterize that? Hmm. Um, there's the, the seasonal trends. I mean, you can guess what our questions are in December and whatever month Easter has to be in. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can predict like clockwork when the Christmas questions start coming in, when the Lent and Easter questions will start coming in. Um, then um, whenever something big happens in the world, um, natural disasters are huge drivers of questions. Um, um, politics, unfortunately, um, any election year, we're flooded with not necessarily who should I vote for, but um, these questions related to all the different political issues out there or with COVID, um, you can imagine, I'd say our top five questions are, is COVID a sign of the end times? Um, is wearing a mask a sign of fear? Um, should churches disobey the government when the government tells them to shut down? Um, how do I deal with a loved one who refuses to abide by any of the restrictions? So, um, so a lot of these questions Never thought in a million years we'd be having so many people asking us about wearing masks. Mm. And yet that's been the story really of the last several months. Yeah. People fighting about masks. Now, do you see these trends coming before you see it in the news or do you kind of see it in parallel or maybe even after? Like, can you predict well, the lotto, the lotto yeah. numbers with them? <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, sometimes we'll see a question popping up. Um, again and again and again, but not have any clue where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Like a recent example, um, we kept getting questions on, is it true 
that all the Bible references to homosexuality are actually referring to pedophilia. Mm. It's like, we've never been asked this question before, where are all these coming from? And then discover later that I think the United Methodist Church came out with an article where someone was making this claim. So, so that's where they're coming from. So then we try to address it. But usually it's something big happens in the news and we're like, well, I know what the questions are going to be for the next couple of weeks. So you're yeah. like, Peter, Paul, David, get ready. Here comes your questions on woke Christianity. Exactly. They, yeah. they, they, they flex their fingers and get their typewriters out. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, 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 I kind of want to ask this. Do you get your kind of a, a choice pick of questions that, that you bogart? You see them come in. You're like, oh, I, th- this is my wheelhouse. Or, or are, you, uh, are you the one that uh, shifts them to different people's desks? And In the beginning, like for the first decade, really, I was the one doing all of the assigning and assigning of the questions to the writing team and editing the responses. And so back then, I would definitely pick out the ones that I wanted to answer. It's like, ooh. Like that's a good one. I want that one. Um, now I really only do it like one day a week. We've divided the rest amongst the other employees. Um, they, but they all know questions that, like you said, are kind of in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. or stuff that I'm really interested in, or they know I'm studying it or thinking about it. Um, yeah, it's fun being the boss sometimes when you can think, um, Okay, you answer that one. I'm answering this one. Yeah. So you don't have to, uh, to to email your own site, ask the question under a, a pen name. <laughs> I've, I can neither confirm nor deny that I've ever done that. All right. I mean, this one came in. I, I, I guess I'll take this one. That's fine. <laughs> um, before we get to our, our, our Patreon questions here, um, of course, we're uh, an apologetic uh, a group that uh, reads books and, and hopes to kind of distill uh, maybe hard topics for people who haven't gotten into uh, apologetics or philosophy and, and might be uh, scared of some of the subject material. Um, and so we kind of see where um, apologetics is going or heading or the, the big topics. And so, I mean, that's essentially what you're doing. You're, you're actively engaging in, you know, uh, what, what we're called to do, which is to, to provide an answer for the hope that is in us. And so um, what do you see as kind of the state of Christian apologetics and um, I know that that's kind of a broad topic. So if you just want to talk about kind of an American experience, but uh, obviously being on the World Wide Web, you get the whole wide world. So that probably helps. But um, can you can you kind of speak to to where we're at, uh, where you think we're at, and and maybe where we're going from here? So yeah, I've got questions. I mean, we first period three fifteen always be ready to give an answer. So apologetics is a big part of what we do, but it's not. We're not just a apologetics. So many more of our questions are discipleship, um, daily Christian living. But no, we um, we have a lot of articles on apologetics, and we still get a lot of questions. Um, but a recent trend, which to me is sad, is how poorly informed a lot of the questions are. It's like people who would come and um, who's, who've been taught their whole lives that there's not a single reasonable argument for the existence of God. Like I've never heard anyone make a reasonably good case for God's existence or um, I've never heard that um, Jesus is God, those type of things. Like cores of the Christian faith that people are utterly unfamiliar with. That seems to be getting worse. Mm. Um, part is as our society gets more and more secular, 
um, people have less exposure to um, the core doctrines and the issues, the core issues of apologetics. Um, there's more of the, I mean, what I mentioned earlier was more like the ignorance, I guess, of Christian faith, but then also the hostility towards it. Um, and even in the last few years, I've noticed uh, more and more of the um, the Richard Dawkins type who they're not just atheists, but they actively hate the Christian faith and what it stands for. Yeah, anti-theists, uh, yeah. And they're trying to decide, I mean, actually I'm deleting a question because it's like, this person is clearly so angry or so hard-headed, there's no way um, they'd even be willing to listen to anything we have to say. So uh, not casting your pearls before swine. We very rarely um, do that, but it's um, it's becoming more common. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs to, um, we'll see how many, how the Christian faith can be so misrepresented or misunderstood to drive people to be so um, openly and aggressively hostile to it. Yeah. I think too, that that's kind of speaks to, we all have what I, I like to term kind of bumper sticker theology and that goes for the other side as well. It's, it's these kind of, you know, uh, um, uh, arguments aren't facts or ar arguments aren't evidence. And that's just touted. And it's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, th this person said it, so I'm going to say it and we're going to say it together as a group. And we're going to keep saying it um, until we, you we know, finally get, believe. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we we keep getting sick of it, and yeah. I think that happens on the Christian side as well. And so it's it's just it. it I I think sad is is the correct form because you have the people that think that they're informed by listening to a, a famous person, and they just regurgitate, and they don't ever take it in, and they don't ever examine it or want to examine it either because they have their set views. And and obviously we do too, um, but hopefully we're open to examining it. So what, uh, and this is a question from one of our patrons, what is, uh, what is the weirdest question you think that you've ever had to address? <laughs> oh, so, um, so we have a wall in our office where the giant whiteboard where we write all of the weird and funny questions and as more and more people are using the site using their smartphones, we're getting a lot more of the autocorrect fails <laughs> and that, I'm so hilarious. Um, some of the questions we get. Um, let's see here. Um, let's give you the top, the last three. Okay. Um, see, do I need to give a concussion to a priest um, instead of a confession? <laughs> um, what happens to our souls when we die with souls spelled as in like your shoe? <laughs> and then um, why did the Jews hate Samaritans? Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that's just a recent, recent three. Um, but the funniest, weirdest question um, of all time, I still say is, um, I'll give you the summary of it, but the gist of it was, is it wrong for us to take homeless people bowling and then gamble on which one of them will win? Um, and the, the longer version of it was um, group of, Teenage guys or young guys, there's no girl would ever think of something this. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> um, or picking up homeless people, taking them bowling, even like buying them a meal and paying for them bowling, but having no idea which guy, homeless person, was a better bowler, was just gambling at random on which one was going to win. Wow. And so 
That's weird. It's like, I can't even believe this is actually happening, but um, where do I begin in telling you all the things that are wrong with what you're, <laughs> with what you're doing? I saw the question on, on your website yesterday when I was uh, prepared for the interview and I was just, tears were streaming down my face. I had to stop eating with, with, uh, with my wife and I was telling her, I also like the one about, did Mary have a cat? That seems yeah. just so random, and I'm gl- I'm glad you found kind of where that question was coming from. But uh, yeah. I mean, you know, t- t- was Jesus a dog owner? Which do you prefer? Prefer? No, that's the funny questions are. Um, I thank God for them because sometimes <laughs> you get a really heavy day, and sometimes even be a little depressing reading some of the questions that are coming in. But then we get a really funny one that just makes us all laugh, and we text it to each other, whole team, we're all laughing together. <laughs> Gives you that little, okay, I'm in it for another day. <laughs> I think you'd probably get a lot of retweets if you uh, if you took a photo of your uh, of your whiteboard there. <laughs> I enjoyed the one. Uh, Why does God hate satin? I can just imagine him like shaking his fist and cursing. You you stay over there. <laughs> yeah, so the one question, uh, one website you did mention earlier because we don't promote it a lot. We have a newer site called NotQuestions.com. Mm. And what we do on that side is actually take the typos and the autocorrect fails and answer them as they're asked <laughs> rather than fixing them. Wow. And so that's it's more like a little social media ministry, but each one of those articles then links to the real question where it's answered on the site. So um, a lot of people are getting a kick out of that. So. Nice. That's great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> And then uh, also from uh, Lauren, from our, our our good friend Lauren uh, from uh, our Tulips and Honey podcast, uh, uh, she asked, um, "What is kind of some of the most uh, um, questions that you're asked? What what tends to be uh, year after year or the the most visited um, questions that you get?" Sure. So on um, on the homepage, there's links to like our our top twenty all time questions, and then we have a top twenty monthly as well. Um, still, the question. Um, most common is the issue of can women be pastors? Mm. Um, it's um, you think with already probably a dozen articles that deal with various aspects of the issue that people would find the answer rather than submitting it to us, but we still get it a lot. But really, if you look at our top 20, they're all controversial issues. They're issues that there's a lot of disagreement in the Christian faith. So the eternal security, can a Christian lose salvation question? Um, mm homosexuality. So any question that's controversial, not necessarily in the church, but in society are always big. Um, should a Christian get a tattoo? Um, um, what about, what does the Bible say about suicide? Um, do pests go to heaven is, is on there. Um, so I mean, the verse that says, um, then second Peter, I think no temptations taking you except as common to man, that's true for questions. Um, get a lot of the same questions that everyone in the world has. And even uh, we have the ability to answer questions in I think a dozen other languages. We have teams in those languages as well. Mm. And so I'll ask them, so what are the most frequent questions you get? And they send me their top 20 and 15 of them are maps Wow. ones in English. Wow. Yeah. The common human experience right there. So if, uh, if, uh, if someone's wanting to, to ask a question to gotquestions.org, other than putting in the search first and making sure your question's not answered there, what, what is kind of, what is the process? How, how best can they help you to help them get their question answered? Sure. So, I mean, the vast majority of people now 
find an answer on the website. We've got close to 7,100 frequently asked questions on the website now. So vast majority of questions have an answer already. But if you search the site and don't find it, you can submit a question. Um, there's a link to it on every page. Um, or you can just email us at questions at gotquestions.org. Um, and that's another way to submit a question to us. And um, either way works just as easy. Um, got some great programmers and developers behind the scenes who streamline the process for us. So um, anywhere or any way people are asking questions, we want to be there. How's, how, how's, uh, how's the turnaround time for questions? Our average is 24 hours. No kidding. Wow. Um, wow. So um, some of that is questions we can answer in a few hours. And then other ones, if it gets assigned to a writer, they're usually given um, 72 hours for a response. So some of them will take three or four days to respond. But our, our average usually comes down to close to 24 hours. Mm. Yeah, I, I always um, I always say about uh, uh, your guys' site. You kind of have the the, the Wikipedia uh, uh, route for me is is I'll I'll open up about twenty four different tabs of the questions at the bottom just so that I can read it. And okay, I'm now I'm on to the next one. And I I, I have this weird roller coaster of of traversing your site. <laughs> like like uh, oh uh, I I guess I'm I'm um, I'm figuring out what uh, an eighth century monk has said about uh, the the, uh, the the type of character that Jesus is. Okay, I'm, I, I was looking at uh, you know uh, homosexuality in the Bible or something like that. <laughs> and I don't know how you got here. Yeah, so at the top there's a, a random link oh yeah you click on it and it pulls up a random article um like one day we had some one individual we can tell by the ip address um click on the random link i think it was over 700 times wow like, <laughs> wow someone has a lot of time on their <laughs> that's great yeah, yeah and i I'm, I'm always uh it's always interesting to see um kind of how the 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 non-topical questions, uh, or, you know, the, the the theology questions, how many of them start out with, well, this has already been covered in, you know, the 5th century, the 6th century. It's like, oh, the, we're still asking the same questions that we have been since, you know, the the, the, the beginning. And so it's it's uh, interesting to see kind of our place in church history. Uh, and yeah. uh, that, that that's always a, a fun experiment. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I probably should have picked up a, a, a book for, from early Christians uh, before, <laughs> before coming here. But gotquestions.org helps streamline it. So um, yeah. I, 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 um, I found one of your volunteers that uh, uh, gave me your email to, to ask you to come on. So I just wanted to thank you because uh, of, of all the sermon preps that I've done, I probably uh, have started out with got questions just to, to focus where I'm supposed to talk. And so that's always been helpful. Or um, I, I, I run a ministry uh, um, uh, for a pastor and we get a lot of questions too. And if he hasn't, he doesn't have a sermon on it. I know. Uh, I, in fact, I just did it this morning on some so, so, uh, a weird thing that I never heard, and I was like, oh, "I'll throw it into Got Question Search." And sure enough, there's, there's at least two articles on it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 yours is a great resource, and um, th just the ability to, to to cite Got Questions but still use your content is is uh, a, a great thing too. And um, um, so, I, I just wanted to thank you for yeah. for, how's, for how's making the, me selfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's the best way to support uh, your ministry? Um, so we are uh, a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization, so we can receive donations online. There's a donate link on the website. That's the easiest way. If people aren't comfortable giving online, that page also has instructions for how to give through the mail. So, um, and thank you for the encouragement. That was, um, I mean, we know just from looking at the stats that a lot of people use the website, but 
it's always fun and encouraging to hear yeah. from a real person about how they're using it and how it's been beneficial yeah. to them, uh, either um, their ministry and or their Christian walk. I, I suggested the site in kind of a list of our, our uh, links when we had a call-in uh, number for our church during COVID. And, you know, we were wanting to encourage people who uh, might have questions or, or just might need someone to pray with. And we didn't know what we would be dealing with. So we were trying to find resources out there and it's like, okay, blue letter Bible and uh, Bible gateway. But I, I had to, I had to throw in a nod for God questions. Cause you know, as someone might say, what's, what's this home use us about or home use us. Oh man, I don't remember that. I, I know where to go. I'll throw it in the, the search term and <laughs> read it off the screen. Imagine how hard it is when you have an article on that, but everyone keeps misspelling it when they're searching for it. <laughs> right. So they don't find the articles. Like, how do you not have an article on dispensationalism? It's like, we do. You're you're misspelling it. And <laughs> you can add misspellings to our search engine to help it be more accurate. And yeah. People it, it, are able to come up with more misspellings than we can possibly add. And it's it's a challenge. It took a while it, for my phone to finally understand presuppositional was an apologetic method and not presuppositions as in the the, the, the English phrase. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, Shay, I, I greatly appreciate your time. I greatly appreciate the ministry, and thanks for uh, coming on and, and um, uh, just talking with us. That's great. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Patrick. Thank it's you. a pleasure. All right. All right.